This episode is brought to you by Odyssey Mushroom Elixir. Odyssey contains 2,750 milligrams of lion's mane and cordyceps functional mushrooms that have been shown to increase brain function, mood, memory, and boost energy. With Odyssey Mushroom Elixir, there's no need to settle for a drink that's full of chemicals and empty calories. The flavors are delicious. There are caffeinated and uncaffeinated options, and I love to use it as a mocktail at parties, as an afternoon pick-me-up, and while I love all the flavors, my favorite is the sparkling dragon fruit lemonade. If you want to try Odyssey Mushroom Elixir, you can take 20% off your purchase today with code CWPODCAST, all one word, at odysseyelixir.com. And all of that information can be found in our show notes or on our link tree on Instagram. Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys within wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches and together with our community are learning to live our most purposeful lives by sharing one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys and by talking about them, we aim to destigmatize the process. We want you to be your own health advocate, feel educated and informed on the latest in health and wellness and empower you to feel your absolute best. And because we want to bring forth a wide variety of stories, the opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect our own, but we hope the diverse and varied stories will empower you to make the best choices for your own life. So join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. to Courageous Wellness. Allie and I are clearly feeling a little spicy today. We're recording this after like a full, full little work day. So we're, we're on our last energy source, but I'm, I'm recording in my, I updated my office. I like redid it because I, we've been decorating for the holidays at our house, which I'll talk about in a second, but, um, we redid our office or my office and I love it so much. I got an $11, uh, wardrobe rolling rack from Target. And I couldn't believe I found it for $11 because they can be pretty pricey. Yeah. I put it up and I like, I have like some of my favorite clothing items and I redid my bookshelves and I have some color coding going on. So it makes, I think for a cuter zoom background, but it's also like a happier office space for me to be in. So yeah, that's great. Like fun to do some updates like that. And I was inspired because I was decorating for the holidays. I was decorating for Christmas and we, you know, for years I have wanted to put a Christmas tree in our bedroom. Like I wanted an upstairs tree and uh-huh. it, it's, you know, our downstairs is so cheery. We have all of the, the holiday pillows and, you know, um, you know, I'm a Jewish Buddhist who loves Christmas. So we have our menorahs and we have like downstairs is a very festive, happy place to be. And it's where our tree lives, right? With all of our collected ornaments over the years, you know, that I've stolen from my parents or that my husband and I have collected over the 12 years we've been together. But 
the upstairs isn't as cheery, you know, like it has like little, little pieces of things in like the bathroom or in, you know, my office or different places, but I've always wanted an upstairs tree and we did it this, we did it this year. And I have to say, if anybody is considering putting (laughs) a tree in their bedroom, even like a fake tree in your bedroom, it is so cheery at night. We can turn off all the lights and the Christmas lights are, are going and it's, it's just so nice. And I am. And so now my downstairs tree is just white lights and my upstairs tree is like colorful lights, which I prefer, but Oh really? Downstairs. I'm a I'm a white light person for Christmas tree. It's like I just love. I'm like a kid. Well, I'm a buddy well, the you, elf Christmaser. So like, you I'm are like a buddy of the elf. Yes. Yeah. Um, I can I also it. say your? I can see your like wardrobe clothing rack. And if fun fact, if anybody doesn't know this about Erica, she actually has a history of like her early career in working in wardrobe on different TV shows. So this is yeah. very her to have in her office. But she has some sparkles, like sparkly dress hanging, and it reminds me of. Have you seen the David? Beckham um, documentary series. I have not seen it yet, but it's on my list. It's actually really good. And I was never like super into like, I've heard it's really good. The Beckhams or whatever, but (laughs) it was really entertaining. My husband and I like watched the whole thing. We binged it. Um, But he's like super, I don't know, like, I don't want to be like, I think he actually has it obsessive compulsive disorder that he talks about, (laughs) but he has a wardrobe rack and he picks out his entire wardrobe for the whole week. And then he like displays it for himself to see. It's so, you know what I have to say, cause I have, you know, I obviously have my closet, but there are some like, yes, I put out some sparkly pieces or some favorite like dressier pieces that I don't get to wear, but that spark joy. So I I put them on the rack, but for the most part, what's lined up are like seasonal clothing items that I want to wear and uh, that I want to prioritize in my wardrobe. And well, and when you can see them, it makes it easier. It it does. And, and it's just, I just love it. And I love seeing my clothes. So it's like a nice, it was just a nice little update to the office. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I, yeah, I just, it was time for a little bit of an upgrade to my Mm. space. And doesn't that always feel so good? That's good for the mental health. I do. I love to, as much as I love decorating for Christmas, it's so funny. Like I do love the first of the year when you take everything down because it also inspires you to do like a big clean and also like a reorg of sorts. Like where do I want to, you know, we've even moved around some art and things like that. So it's just, um, it's cozy vibes at my house right now. And so other than like decorating, I'm the the reason I haven't gotten to Beckham is I'm still in full book mode over here. I did finish iron flame. So it was, I have, it's a, I have a lot of thoughts. It was so funny though, Allie, I finished it at like three in the morning because it's one of those books. And, um, I immediately texted my sister-in-law who I'm in the romantic world with, and she was awake and it was, (gasps) Thank goodness, because if you have finished Iron Flame, you get it. Like I needed to talk to someone about it immediately. And we have to wait a year for the next book to come out. So there's going to be a lot of waiting. It's a great time if anyone's interested in getting into some spicy romantic books. I highly recommend Fourth Wing and Iron Flame is the second. It's it's going to be a book series of five. So it's a good time to get into it. But actually, um, Something else that we did is uh, uh, my sister-in-law, Laura, and I, we went to Barnes & Noble and we bought the Crescent City books, which is the same author as the A Court of Thorns and Roses series. 
But Crescent City is also a series of books and two have been released, but the third come out in January. So so that's good, like holiday reading for some time over the holidays. So if you want to also be because that's what's really cool. I shared it in an update a few weeks ago, but I didn't know that Iron Flame was such a big deal. And it was, I think in the New York times, it's been the first, uh, it's been the number one book for like the last few weeks since it's come out. Um, but it, so it's a big deal. I just, I just didn't realize it. But when I went to Barnes and Noble, everyone was lined up and buying it. And I, I haven't been in a world like this since Harry Potter. And, um, it was funny with Crescent city. I, I I'm excited to see January too. I imagine it's going to be a lot of people at Barnes and Noble buying the book. But even when we went, you know, that whole like fantasy section was like full of people buying books. And it's just really fun to be kind of immersed in a world with other readers. And I wonder if there was like an uptick in like fantasy novels like post pandemic or during the pandemic because like of like the escapism quality of it. Because I've never, you know, I've never been in, like I said, like I read Harry Potter and I loved Harry Potter. I'm such a millennial that way, but I, I wasn't into Twilight. I wasn't into hunger. Like I'm not into those worlds, Yeah. but it was something, you know, this summer and maybe it's just because it was so fun to do it with, with Laura and it was so fun to have it, to do it together. But like, there was something about like just needing a fun escape this summer, but I, I think, yeah, I think fantasy's always just been popular. I just, um, I'm just late to the game, but it is a little spicy. These books are a little like R rated, which I didn't know when I got into them. (laughs) So don't be like me. (laughs) Be like square. She did. She was like, well, there are some like R rated scenes if you're okay with that. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine with that. It's no big deal. But I didn't realize like how spicy it gets. So that's probably that's why you got so into thing. it. <laughs> right. Of course. Duh, um, no. Um, the stories are actually really great. <laughs> I mean, they're they're fun escape books. But yeah. um, but anyway, that this is this is the world I'm in now. This and is that, your update. I'm trying to get everyone to come and join me. And so it's either I'm reading or I'm doing holiday decorating and reorganizing. And I have um I have another update that I'll share for a different episode, but it's uh yeah, it's good good things, good things fun. going on. And that I feel fun. very relaxed. <laughs> That's good, especially going into this time of year. Um I've been reading a little bit more too, but I'm actually like reading plays that have always been on my list. I'm so That's nerdy. Fun. Um no. if anybody doesn't know, I do have historically a uh I had for many years a theater career. And so I, I love reading plays and um, I love musicals and, Oh, you know what else? Speaking of like content updates and fun things like that, we saw, we went to the movie theaters and saw Maestro the other night with Bradley Cooper. Oh my gosh. So it's, it's a biopic about Leonard Bernstein and um, he was a, you know, prolific composer, conductor across genres too, from like the classical world to like, he wrote West Side Story, the music for that. He wrote um, a a bunch of musicals too, like On the Town and Wonderful Town um, and, and you know, conducted at Carnegie Hall in New York, uh, Phil and all that stuff. So anyway, he was such a prolific music, um, just kind of like, maestro during the 20th century and the the film I have to say like 
I know there's been like a lot of hype around it. And I know um, Bernstein's family was very involved in the whole process and stuff. I've read a bunch of stuff, but you know, when like things are hyped up, you're like, okay, well, here we go. Like I'm ready to see this. (laughs) It was so creative in the way the storytelling was so creative. And Carrie Mulligan was just I liked her a lot. Yeah. She's unbelievable. I actually think she's one of the best actresses of our generation. I really Mm -hmm. do. She's so versatile and she was wonderful in this. And actually she got top billing over Bradley Cooper. I mean, it's a film by Bradley Cooper, but he gave her top billing. And I thought that was super classy because she was 50% of the performance in this movie. And um, I highly recommend it. It's a very artistic movie, very creative. I, I think it I mean, I didn't know Leonard Bernstein, but like captures the essence of his creative life and world. Oh, very cool. And um, really interesting, really interesting storytelling. Um, and Ooh, I'm so, definitely going to see it. I also love going to the movies. Like I, I love going to the theater. Like, we the went up theater. to, um, it's only playing, so it's on Netflix, right? So it's mm. coming out on December 20th, I think on Netflix, but oh, we wow. decided to see it at one of the little, there's only a few little like art movie theaters in um, I'm calling them art theaters, like small little cinemas Indep- yeah. in LA independent. Well, they're interestingly, I thought it was, but you know that the Bay theater, which is that small one up in Palisades village mm, is yeah, now yeah, yeah. owned by Netflix. Oh yeah. I heard that. I heard yeah. it's like they, they show their films there. So yeah. before it, right. But you know what? Mm-hmm. It was still a great experience and it was fun going to the movies too. So that's my little update as far as I what love I'm that. seeing and reading and all that stuff. Um, but it's nice at this time of year, I feel like as things wind down, we get more time to like maybe watch some movies we wanted to see or read some books we wanted to read or at least a little bit. Um, so that's that's always nice for like, you know, from a wellness perspective, that's always nice to kind of quiet down a little bit. Um, but this time of year can also be a little bit more precarious for the colds and the bugs and all that stuff. And today we have um, a conversation about the the brand Genexa. Um, David Johnson's the CEO. He's he's come on the show to talk to us about clean over the counter medicine. Which like what does that mean? We're going to get into all of that, but um, it's a great conversation for him, especially if you have like. You're of a family, have little kids, you know, all that stuff. I feel like this time of year, you know, people can be prone to getting sick. Yeah. And this was a space I really didn't know much about at all. Like I didn't even realize clean medicine was a new category. And we talk about this all in the episode, but it's really interesting. And um, I am a user of Genexa and I am really excited. So should we get into the episode? Absolutely. Let's go. So David Johnson is the CEO and co-founder of Genexa, the first clean medicine company. Genexa makes medicine with the same effective active ingredients people need, but without any artificial fillers, including artificial dyes, flavors, preservatives, and common allergens. Born and raised in a family of naturopathic practitioners, he has been involved in natural approaches to healthcare his entire life. After David started his own family in 2010, he was truly surprised by the ingredients found in most children's OTC products. 
seeing the need to create something that was not only safe and effective, but that also aligned with his family's values, David co-founded Genexa in 2014. Genexa believes in putting people over everything and is on a mission to revolutionize the medicine aisle. We have a really great conversation today on revolutionizing the medicine aisle, over-the-counter products, and what it means for medicine to be clean, quote unquote, and why it matters. We hope you enjoy the episode as much as we did. We want to take a minute to tell you a little bit about the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Erica and I are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches. I have advanced training in hormone health, and she has advanced training in gut health. And together, we offer health coaching and corporate coaching through the Courageous Wellness Collective. IIN has taken the lead in the health coaching industry from its inception and provides a comprehensive curriculum that includes 100 plus theories of nutrition, strong coaching skills, and has now joined forces with Chopra Global to offer an array of certifications from yoga to meditation as well. We loved the program and have had many listeners ask us about continuing their education in nutrition, health coaching, and even just advancing their personal knowledge about food and nutrition. We are very excited to be able to offer a discount to Courageous Wellness listeners to study at IIN. The program is completely accessible virtually with lectures led by health, wellness, and medical industry experts. To receive 20% off your tuition on any course, use the code Alyssa French 20 at the time of enrollment. We have also included a link in the show notes that will take you directly to IIN to learn more about their wonderful programs. Well, welcome, David. Thank you for joining us today. And we're very much looking forward to having this conversation with you. Um, just to get started, can you tell our audience a little bit about who you are? And your personal background and how that's led you into the world of clean medicine. Sure. And uh, Ali and Eric, it's great great to be here with you guys today. I, um, you know, for me, this was this was completely random. Um, you know, I was a a young dad. Actually, let me start with kind of how I grew up. I uh, I grew up in a in a little city called Asheville, North Carolina, which besides being you know, now the microbrewery capital of the East Coast is a a natural haven of, I think, the U.S. And um, I grew up on a farm, picked a lot of vegetables, was around a lot of animals and had an opportunity to be raised by two naturopathic physicians. And for me, um, it was it, it was a very I was very lucky to have an upbringing of really understanding clean and and what ingredients how ingredients matter and kind of what we what we put into our bodies really uh, matters and kind of what's important overall and you know that led us down a path of you know wanting to raise our kids i have two young kids a 10 and a seven year old um, boy and girl and they're everything to me and as a dad as when they were born you know i really wanted to kind of raise them along the lines of, you know, what's clean and, and what's better for them and what's better, you know, kind of overall for them to understand. And that was until the night our son got his his first fever. And, you know, we uh, didn't have anything in the house um, and it was getting pretty high. And I went down to the drugstore and that's really kind of where this whole idea of 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 medicine made clean kind of came from because 
I could not understand the unpronounceable ingredients and in drugs. And then when I dove into that, and I'm sure we'll get into this more, but it was it was really just about, you know, why, you know, why, why has every other industry shifted from, from food to beverage to supplements and, and all these other, you know, areas, even cosmetics, but no one was taking on this behemoth of a, of a space that, that really needs in my mind, a, a facelift and, 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 and disruption and change. So um, it's a little bit about me. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. We're really excited to dive into this clean medicine movement that you have really uh, started and transformed through Genexa. Um, but maybe for anyone listening, can we talk about kind of because I think it's so interesting, right? Because from a gut health perspective, Ali and I are both um, integrative nutrition health coaches, right? Awesome. We know that over-the-counter medicine can can often be disruptive to our gut health um, for a number of reasons. But of course, sometimes, you know, we also <laughs> believe in medicine and sometimes you got to take it, right? Like you got to, you got to go for it. But um before I was introduced to your product, I hadn't actually really thought like I didn't have why I didn't create the company that you created, but I didn't have that kind of thought process about what am I actually ingesting when I take this pill for my headache or for my fever. And so can you break down kind of like why, why this was such an issue for you when you realized what are all these unpronounceable ingredients in, in these products? Yeah. So the the first thing was exactly that like why are they unpronounceable and and what and why am i taking it right it's like when you grow up a kid of you know goat milk and 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 horizon milk and you know the closest thing to a to a to a coke is is a hansen spritzer which you know is, has become a little more unhealthy today but you know it's just like there was no gushers or anything like that in in my house right and you know that that was incredible. And to your gut point, I couldn't agree more. Right. And for me, I didn't take a lot of medicine um, growing up, but the inspiration of, of, of that, that mindset, right. That I grew up in really kind of made me realize that there's an industry that's completely untapped when you dive into this. So in any, in any drug, there's an inactive and an active ingredient, right? The active ingredient is, is why we take, you know, why we take the product, right? So whether that's pain, fever, allergies, right? The drug aspect. And that's a, that's a small portion of the bottle or the tablet or, you know, other things. And then there's the inactive ingredients and they usually make up 70 to 95% of the product. And those inactive ingredients are so artificial. They're artificial preservatives, artificial flavors, dyes, parabens, all these things that are titanium dioxide, you know, and, you know, I can go, the list goes on, right? And when you, when you start to read the background of those things, you realize that, you know, the majority of these things are, are, are allergens, right? The majority of these things do have, do have reaction, reaction with gut, um, you know, 74 million kids and the amount of gallons of dyes that are consumed in this country a year is, is a problem, right? And it's, it's why, it's why you can't really find many dyes in this space anymore. And kind of the effect that has on, on, on development and, and children and, and other things like that. So, you know, I, I think from our standpoint, it was just like, 
yeah, there's a business aspect to it, but it was also like this industry um, could put the consumer in a place of like, let's, let's move towards clean. Let's move towards, let's try to get just, just, just a, a good product that can deliver on the same efficacy, but doesn't have to overload kind of the body with all of these, you know, synthetic fillers and, and things like that. Right. Yeah. Can, is that can answering I, the question? It, yeah. it is. I'm just, this might be a dumb follow-up question, yeah. but I, I'm learning for the first time with our yeah. audience and from you about really this space. And, um, and we love your product too. Just, we've tried it and it's great. It works so well and there's none of the junk in it. But I guess my question just based off of something you said is, so why does the industry, and this again might be a dumb question, but why does the industry use that like 75% like filler, like, like the unnecessary inactive ingredients that are so harmful? It's a great question, and I can answer it with with my opinion, right? Um, and and that's that's how I'll answer it. But this industry is an old industry, and this industry has created things that by the FDA, um, which are outlawed in Europe, allow, right? And there there's no push to really clean that up, right? There's no push to take out petroleum based products. There's no there's no push to kind of move that forward and this industry that i'm playing in where we're definitely a david in a, in, a, in a big sea of goliaths right you know there's 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 an industry that's not only focused on otc drugs right there's there's a bigger there's a bigger side to the industry right and you know i i i just i think that's important to recognize and i think that now with that push right we're seeing more and more companies, not necessarily in OTC, but definitely from a supplement standpoint and kind of, you know, VMS, just all that area, you know, is, you know, gut health and, and, you know, if you want to call it, you know, more natural derived kind of products, right. That, that is pushing forward and, and it, and it is, it is pushing the industry to kind of react to it and, and move on it. And, um, there's, there's a cost structure too. Right. And, um, you know, if you can, if you can use synthetics and, and consumers are going to take synthetics, I can promise you that our cost structure is very different than their cost structure. Right. Yeah. And that's, but ours is, ours is about the consumer, right. Ours is about, you know, connecting at that level and helping educate the consumer, but, but also just delivering a product where I feel good about giving it to my kids when right. I need to. Right. At the end of the day, it'd be great if no one had to, you know, use any of this stuff, right? But but you need it at 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 certain times in, in in your life. We want to take a quick break from this episode to tell you about BTR Nation. BTR is a female-founded food brand that is on a mission to end mindless snacking with their protein bars with a purpose. BTR bars and chocolate truffle cups are plant-based and made with no gluten, no dairy no soy, no added sugar, no corn or rice syrups, no GMOs, no natural flavors, no sugar alcohols, no stevia, no inflammatory ingredients, and no gums or fillers. It's the cleanest label in the category. They only use ingredients that you can pronounce and adaptogenic superfoods like reishi, lion's mane, and cordyceps. 
Allie and I love BTR bars and always have them in our cabinets. I am currently loving the cinnamon cookie dough energy bars and the cherry dark chocolate truffle cups are my favorite sweet treat. Founder and owner Ashley Marie found inspiration for her brand in an unlikely place at an unlikely time at the hospital cafeteria. When both of her parents were diagnosed with cancer, her life turned upside down as she became their caretaker and her own nutrition began to suffer. Ashley was devouring protein bars when she could, as many of us do, to fit in a meal or a snack. Most of the bars she quickly discovered were filled with sugar. After her parents passed away, she founded her bar brand based on their family mantra, be bold, tenacious, and resilient, BTR. If you want to try BTR bars and truffle cups, you can save 20% on your order with code COURAGEOUSWELLNESS at btrnation.com. You can also find this link in our show notes and link tree on Instagram. Thank you for breaking that down. I think, and you do make a good point. It's like, it's not just the over the counter stuff, but it's like the pharmaceutical industry in general is massive and it's something to kind of consider in this conversation. But, um, one thing that was, I thought was also interesting and I'm curious, you know, Genexa, you guys have quite a few, um, products now. And, uh, when we got to try some, I, I only tried some because I was getting a cold and you also have homeopathic, the cold crush I was trying and it actually really helped. I wound up not manifesting the cold fully. I, I got, you know, I think it really helped because I didn't, I didn't fully go into the, um, all the cold symptoms. Cause I started taking it as soon as I kind of got the feeling that one was coming on. But my point in this is that you offer, yes, the over-the-counter, the acetaminophens, you know, the allergy stuff for whether it's um, children or adults, but um, you also offer some homeopathic-based products as well. And is that just um, you, like, is the mission behind that or the intention behind that to get people to become more sort of like adaptable to that from a mainstream perspective? I, I think I think from our perspective, right, you've you have products out there like Zycam, right, which is more homeopathic. You have products out there like Boron and Highlands, and then and then you have you know Tylenols and, and Advils and and that. I think for us, it was about clean, organic. You know, try to try to try to get as many non-GMO ingredients as possible in this product, and then deliver it to the consumer that wants and can make their own choice, right? Like I, I'm a I'm a huge believer in everyone has a right to make the decision that they want to make. Right. And I'm not going to only, you know, produce a product that that caters to this, right. You know, there's, there's, there's products for everyone. Um, I think that's honestly the, the only thing around, you know, around that we want it to be also, you know, a brand that, that, you know, was launching everywhere, not only, you know, from a Walmart perspective and a, you know, Walgreens perspective, but also a Whole Foods and a Sprouts perspective, right? And 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 addressing every consumer. I I I believe at the end of the day that that our job is 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 getting there when every consumer has a right to choose clean. And if that consumer wants to take that product versus that product, let them take that product, right? Yeah. No, it's so interesting because as I was listening to you talk to it reminds me, you know, kind of how healthcare isn't really healthcare, it's sick care, right? And so I think often 
we we haven't historically really thought about it because it's like doctor knows best or this is just like you said how things have been done and this is the way it is and so i think it's really um interesting because learning about your company and trying your products and um even just having this conversation today it's like the first time i'm even really as i said unpacking and learning about this industry that um I didn't really think or know could be quote clean. And I just think that's really cool and interesting. Um, but yeah, can we, to, yeah to go that, ahead. To that, point, to that point, really, Erica, like the amount of consumers that self-treat because of what you're saying, um, it's not available to everyone. And, you know, f- thank God you guys are doing what you're doing. And thank God I had the opportunity to grow up in it. But like, that's not, that's not the majority. And, 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 and everyone, you know, Walmart has become, you know, one of the bigger sellers of organic food. I think it's incredible, right? Yeah. And, 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 so incredible. And, 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 and people, people want to learn. People, yeah. people aspire to, to treat their families and, and grow and learn and, and get healthier and things like that. And I just, I think, I think that, you know, to your point, it's, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not that reaction from the doctor, right? It's, yeah. it's like, I got to figure this out. Um, so, you know, is there an option? Yeah. And I think it's that, right? Like we vote with our dollar. And so I think that's why over the years, um, you, like you said, like Walmart has so much organic food now yeah. or um, too, like the Aldi's and all of these stores you can fantastic. find. It's it's incredible, right? And I Trader think that's Joe's. because- I mean, just like everything that's yeah. happened. It, it, it really is amazing. And so, and that's why too, for us, I think education is so important. And we even work with so many clients who come because they actually want to learn how to properly nourish their bodies with food for like hormone balance or blood sugar balance, right? It's really about um, education is power. And then, like you said, then you can make a choice because we do have yeah. choice. And, and I think, I think it just makes me and Allie very sad when we think so many people just they're making decisions thinking they have a choice, but yeah. they don't really have a choice because yeah, they don't yeah, have that education. Yeah. 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 And or access, yeah. you know, or and access. I think that's something that you mentioned too, with like, actually one of the things that struck me when, after we booked Janexo, after we booked you guys to come on the show, I, I had more of an awareness, um, I guess in a, a brand awareness. And I was in CVS one day and I saw it on the shelf and I was just like, Oh, this is, it was like on one of those end um, caps. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Because the reality is like most people, you know, we're we're privileged. We have access in LA to so many things that like a lot of the country does not have. But people have CVSs. And so if they're going to see that and they're seeing it as an option, um, you know, it might just be like that. That might be the moment where they have they have a choice you know, assuming that they're there to be able to like buy something, you know, an over-the-counter type thing. But um, Ali, I, I would not to interrupt, but like to that point, like the consu- like the supplement industry is an expensive bottle, right? Yeah. Love it to de- like, I think it's a great industry, right? And I think the growth in it has been phenomenal. Um, but, you know, there's a heavier OTC consumer, right? It's the majority. Right. We're, 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 we're heavy OTC country and, and, and consumers, you know, self-treat and they, they do it at the OTC aisle. And that was really kind of 
one of the focuses for Genexa early on because that consumer is who we want to give an option to, right? And 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 let and let and let every consumer have an option to choose clean. So, you know, it's uh it's just about appealing to the overall community. We want to take a quick break from this episode to talk about today's sponsor, Ned. If you have listened to this podcast, then you know I struggle with anxiety. When I first learned about CBD being a natural and powerful solution to anxiety, sleep disorders, muscle pain, headaches, and so much more, I became very passionate about finding the best source to put in my body. Enter Ned. Ned's full spectrum hemp oil is USDA certified organic extracted from USDA certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan in Paonia, Colorado. And I use the products daily to support my anxiety. And it has been so helpful in everyday life. These products are science-backed, nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs. Right now, we are both really enjoying Ned's brand new product, which has been in development for over a year, the De-Stress Blend. This one-to-one formula of CBD and CBG is made from the world's purest full-spectrum hemp. And check out these ingredients. CBG is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating anxiety and stress by inhibiting the reuptake of GABA, the neurotransmitter responsible for stress regulation. And ashwagandha is an amazing Ayurvedic adaptogen that enhances your body's resilience to stress. And the delicious taste of this blend is thanks to the botanical infusion of cardamom and cinnamon. Cinnamon is a powerful prebiotic that supports your gut health, a key player in your mental health. And cardamom combats stress by helping reduce your blood pressure and cortisol levels. Ned's quality also really speaks for itself. Ned's products have over 1,500 five-star reviews, and they work with incredible partners within the medical field like Dr. Caroline Leaf, Dr. Christian Gonzalez, and Dr. Will Cole, who has been a two-time guest on Courageous Wellness. If you'd like to give Ned a try, Courageous Wellness listeners get 15% off Ned products with code CWPODCAST. Visit helloned.com slash CWPODCAST to get access. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash CWPODCAST to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. A direct link can also be found in our show notes. Yeah, it makes sense. And it's, it is exciting to see, cause you did make a point earlier when you were saying, you know, food industry, beverage industry, um, even makeup and personal care products. Like there's been more of a movement around that because there has not been the updated legislation that I'm aware of, at least yeah. for like, I know the beauty industry does not, has not done, I don't think done anything since like the 1930s in this yeah. country. And so yes, other countries do have that. Um, Europe has many more regulations, but because we're not there, it, it sort of becomes um, the responsibility, let's hope, for conscious. I mean, we obviously live in a deeply capitalist society, but like there seems to be more and more conscious awareness around that, even from the business standpoint. And I know I know you guys are a B corporation and I was just would love for you to talk a little bit about um, 
maybe what that is, if anyone isn't familiar with it, but also sort of the commitment you have to certain types of practices as, um, as a company in the OTC market now. Yeah. No, B Corp, you know, it's interesting. We were, we were one of the original B Corps, um, when it, when it kind of first started out and for us at the time, you know, it was a really cool certification because it was about, you know, business being a force for good, right. And, and really kind of pushing that envelope. And then as B Corp developed, I have great respect for where they are today as a business, just because they really push you to the limits, right? They push you from, you know, energy consumption, you know, as a, as a company to, you know, better for you packaging, um, you know, not, you know, not overloading, you know, trash and, and, you know, throwing things, you know, back into the environment. And then, and then what they do also just from a company build perspective from, employee, you know, employees and, and, and how, and how you, you know, not only from a benefit standpoint, but like how you have to, you know, really grow your business as, as one, right. And, and really work together to, to accomplish the overall goal. And then how you deal with the consumer, you know, your, your consumer. And, you know, it's made us think of things like, you know, maxing my phone number on the side of every package. And like, how, how do we really connect with our consumer and our consumers drive, not only our flavors for our next product, they drive what product we should be working on in R and D. They drive a lot of our voice, right? And and it's 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 just it's all kind of been pushed from that whole that whole ethos of a of a certification. So yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, thank you for sharing that too. Um, yeah, it's so neat. And I'm curious as well. You know, I love to on the podcast to give our audience, um, tangible tips and tools that they can take away after listening. And I feel like probably everyone listening's minds have been open to maybe something they haven't thought of before, just like mine. But I'm curious too, right? So obviously Genexa is available for everyone, you know, to, to get their hands on, but for anyone as well, who might have, you know, the, the over the counter products at home, what are some things like, how do you even read a label? <laughs> Cause that's new, right? Like how do you read these labels and are there any like big no nos that people, maybe if they have a product that they really love that you'd be like, oh, this is one that I, I would maybe be the most cautious of kind of keeping around. Uh, I mean, it's a great question. Look, I, I would, I would challenge everyone, whether it's Genexa or not, to turn the box around, right? Um, you know, and 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 read the inactive ingredients, right? I mean, you know, you know that if you're going to be buying a, you know, a, a pain and fever product, um, you're going to see acetaminophen, right? And that that's what's going to address the pain and fever. And just know that that's that's not the majority of that product. And then try to read the inactive ingredients and try to read it five or 10 times fast and, and you'll get very stuck and then type it in online and see what you're seeing. Right. And I think, I think make your own decision at that time, but like titanium dioxide is not allowed in the EU. It, it shouldn't be like, it should, you shouldn't, it shouldn't be in a product. Right. And that's my opinion. Right. But that's why we're doing what we're doing because I mean, you know, the, I would reduce dyes, right? I, 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 I wouldn't recommend, you know, products with dyes and, um, why have an artificial sweetener if you can, 
have a non-artificial sweetener, right? So it's things like it think it's things like that. But um I think it's just making yourself a lot more aware. And I'm I'm sure you guys do this, but you know, it's it's not hard to read, it shouldn't be hard to read ingredients that you're about to consume, right? I mean, you should be able to understand them. So I I would I would head down that path. And you know, you can find all that in the drug fact panel of a drug. Um it's got to be on there. And uh, yeah, I mean, that that's how I would, that's how I would approach it. Yeah, it makes sense. And it's good to think about as, you know, I think as Eric and I were both saying, it's like, oh yeah, cause we don't really take medicine a lot, but sometimes you have a fever. Sometimes you, um, whatever, have a cold coming on or, or have a bad cold and you need some, a little help. And, yeah. um, and so, it makes so much sense, but it's sort of even for us who are kind of in the world um, of, you know, consuming things that support our um, our hormones and support our gut health and all of those things. It's even sort of like an afterthought as far as medicine. And it, I don't know why, because it's like we it's something you ingest. So um, especially for children. And that's I mean, and now there's a lot of research. Yeah. Right. Which maybe didn't exist at a certain point. So um, as far as kids go, because we do have parents that listen to the uh, to the show. And um, I'm just curious too. like. Maybe you want to touch on a little bit of that research. I don't know. As far as like. Because what what struck me, I guess, is what what I'm getting to is that you said the majority of the product is not the active ingredient. The majority of the product being consumed are the inactive ingredients. So if they are full of dye, maybe this sort of sort of seems like self-explanatory, but especially for infants, for children, I mean, what kind of, if people are not conscious of this, I think a lot of people are at this point, but like what kind of effects um, can those highly processed inactive ingredients have? long-term are there studies that have have kind of shown yeah. that yeah so i th- I think instead of getting into like specific ingredients ali i think i would i would say like if you're in gut health right you know is our you know our 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 major artificial sweeteners a benefit to the gut right no absolutely not yeah right so so i i think i think I, you know, besides like the dyes and this, and there's MIT research around this that I'm happy to, sh- I'm happy to share at some point, but there's, there's, it's to each their own and and taking, I'm the first one that will tell you like taking a tablet here and a tablet there yeah. or a liquid here, a liquid there. Like for us, it was kind of like the consumer wants to, to feel good about what they're taking, yeah. right? More so and more so today than ever before. Right. And they're a lot more aware of what they're taking. And I, and when you, when you can understand the product and then you can say, okay, well, I'm going to take an organic blueberry flavored product, right? Because they basically went and smashed up a whole bunch of blueberries to create the flavor versus a completely synthetic, you know, like blueberry flavored, you know, Slurpee type of a, a, a dot, you know? So it's just like, it's just, it's a different it's a different thing, but you're at your lowest point when you're taking medicine, in my opinion. Right. right? And as, and as a parent, there's nothing that kills you more than looking at your kid when 
they're not feeling well, right? It's like you feel completely helpless. And if I can give them a product where I don't necessarily worry about the other things that I'm not aware of, you see what I'm saying? Or the effects they could have on them. Um, You know, we've we've got a really big problem with kids' allergies in this country, Mm -hmm. right? A really big problem. And we don't, you know, there's a, there's a lot of thoughts around what it could be, you know, but, you know, we don't, we're, we, we have reactions, you know, we, we detail pretty much every pediatrician or, or most pediatricians across, across this country and pediatricians, um, are seeing more and more allergy problems, right? They're seeing, they're seeing, you know, asthma problems and, you know, it's, there's, the more you can dumb it down and remove common allergens, right? And talc, for example, and artificial dyes and synthetic preservatives, you're just reducing all of that unknown, right? I I really believe that the body's a, kind of a vessel and it's, it's pure. And like, we can, we can overload it with things that, that should, shouldn't be consumed necessarily, or we can try to, you know, deliver, deliver something that, you know, from a consumption standpoint, you know, will probably just flow through. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing that. And I think it's important too, because right, as you mentioned, if you're going to take a tablet or a liquid or something here and there, right. We are what we do most of the time, right? So it's not, because I think to stress, it's like, it's worse. like a really good ice cream cone, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like stress is the worst thing for our bodies. Right. So again, it's not to like stress people out or to put fear into anybody or to think, yeah. right. Like there's always from this moment forward. And again, it's just about making choices for your most of the time. And I think that's why too, I, it, I never really thought about this space is because I was a you know, here and there type of tablet taker until actually I had a pretty bad arm injury and was dealing with a lot of inflammation. And I had to, it was probably the most consistent I've ever had to take like Advil in my life. But, um, you know, that's what I was told to do. And I did it and it helped and it got me through a time. And now my arms are healed and great, you know, but I wish, I wish I had been more curious during that time. Um, I just didn't know better. So again, it's not, these conversations aren't to like stress people out. It's really just to encourage. So if you do have an injury or the next time, if you're going to stock up on Tylenol or Advil, stock up on Genexa instead, or same with, you know, whatever it may be, because you do have everything you could want as an alternative, but you've mentioned, um, two dyes a few times and, I would just love for you to elaborate on and explore. Can you talk about why these dyes are so harmful to our health? Cause they're in right. The medicine, but they're in so much, um, they're, they're in so much that we ingest. And if you could share a little bit about that too, I think that'd be really interesting to learn. Yeah, they're, they are. Um, and you know, I, I I'll comment on that, Erica, if I can, though, I just want to, in terms of what you just said, of course. It's, 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 it's really um it's it's really important because that that's what we're we're the first right so we're we're, we're pushing the category right toward disruption i'm not going to get into all of our our ages here but i have a feeling we're we're fairly close right and and i i you know if we if we recall 15 years ago from from a craft cheese right to like 
now Annie's macaroni and cheese and, and it's a big brand, right? Or, you know, maybe that's not the best example, but like how that industry has shifted and how it's so much less now of, of what it was. Right. And, and, and that even craft changed, right? Like they had a whole campaign about, they changed their ingredients. That's right. Because they had to, and one of them was yellow, yellow dye. Right. So it's like, you know, it's just, we we're doing it. But this industry is is not caught up to food, right? And and it's it's a bit it's a it's a bigger industry uh, by all accounts in terms of in terms of who's involved. Um, but that's a conversation for another day. I think um, I think the way I would look at it is, you know, like I said earlier, about two two thousand gallons of dyes roughly consumed by 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 trill by by us a day right and you know e- the eu requires warning labels on everything that has a dye there's there's definitely you know studies showing increase of hyperactivity in kids right um you know again it's it's a it's it's becoming more of a known thing and obviously it's certain dyes right it can be red dye number 40 it could be it could be others right but but it's 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 complete like it's completely unnecessary dyes are just not necessary do you get what i'm saying um yeah and sorry, just to jump in, you just like make a good point. Anything that's completely unnecessary, like even if you want to make a food a different color or make something that you ingest a different color. You know, what we, you know what we do for other color? We use organic beetroot extract. Yeah. There's, I was going to say, there's, there's things from nature that have plenty of natural color in it, like beet, um, that can be sort of palatable and appealing, especially to a child. Um, which we've sort of conditioned culturally things need to be like pink or red or blue or whatever it is. But, um, yeah, there's ways to do it. And, but what you go, what you said earlier too, is that oftentimes it comes down to like the cost breakdown and the bottom line. And, um, we just, at a certain point, people are going to have to decide what's more important, I guess, as far as, as you, as you guys have. But, you know, Exactly that. And to Erica's point, like things are changing, right? So this is, we just have to keep pushing for it because it will provide for, you know, a better, a better world for our children and our children's children. And like, you know, the environment as a whole, you know, why should, why should we have aspartame and sucralose? And like, it's just not, it's not where it needs to be. Right. um, You know, if you, if you, if you make a couple extra margin points, you know, to just make, to make a real difference. You know, it's, it's like, let's keep pushing because the, 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 they're, they're going to change. They already are. Yeah, that's true. It's a, it's a good, hopeful perspective. And as you said, in the last 10, 15 years, so many, you know, it's, we're not all there yet, but there's so many changes for the better that have happened in, in these industries. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, and it's becoming more accessible and it's becoming more affordable, which we are all about too at, courageous wellness, um, to try to create some more equitable access to wellness or at least consumer choice in that, in that department. So, um, well, thank you so much for sharing with us today and like educating us and our listeners on this world of that you guys are really spearheading as far as a cleaner medicine options and over the counter options. Um, 
And as we start to wrap up, we ask all of our guests three questions. So I'm going to start with the first. So you said you are a, you're a busy dad uh, and run this company. What do you do in your daily um, self-care practices? How do you take care, care of yourself on a daily basis? And do you have non, any non-negotiables in that? Yeah. So my, my non-negotiables and, and I say non-negotiables, but I, I really try to stick to it is it's not my health. It's not my wellness, but on a daily basis, being with my kids an hour before bedtime is, is, is non-negotiable. Obviously that doesn't work out every day, but if I'm not at a dinner meeting, it's non-negotiable. Um, in terms of wellness, I I start my day with uh, meditation and and a walk uh, with my wife, um, and I enjoy it thoroughly. I do it without without my phone, um, which is very hard as as a as a founder entrepreneur. But um, I'm consistent with it, and you know I might work later in the day, but I. Um, I make sure that that nothing interferes with kind of that that start to the day. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. And the next question we always ask is what does being courageous mean to you? Not giving up. Just 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 like I I have to tell you, you know, heading down a direction of, you know, two 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 dads, no experience in pharma, um, not even a clue of what to do. I just follow your passion without fear. You know, if you, if you, if you want to, if you want to do something, go get it. And, um, I, I really believe passion drives the end result. Yeah. Love that. Thank you. And then the final question is, uh, do you have a book recommendation for our listeners? It can be on literally any topic. It can be just something that's meant something to you along the course of your journey. Probably zero to one. It's a, it's an entrepreneurial book, okay. um, but, um, yeah, that's the first thing that came to mind. I, I have, okay. a, I have a lot of books that, no. that, that I would recommend and that, that I love, but that's, it's a great question. Okay. Thank you so much for, for recommending that. And if anybody wants to find you, learn more about Genexa, buy Genexa, follow you guys, where can they do that? So we're in about 45,000 stores in the country, uh, Walmart being the, the biggest distribution, um, CVS, Walgreens, Whole Foods, Sprouts, uh, Rite Aid, um, Amazon. And you can always just text that phone number on the side of every package. And if you want to talk to Max and I, we'll, we'll be in touch with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch via our website, www.courageouswellness.net, where you can also find additional info about our health coaching services, virtual group events, newsletter, and more. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.